Hello, this is Jean MacDonald, the Midlife Midwife. And today I've been talking to Anya Berry. And uh, she's already done one uh, recording with us about what she does and why she does it. But I've found that the people who are so helpful uh, to midlife women have themselves got a very interesting story to tell. And I'm sure Anya is no exception. So um, in case you didn't hear the other one, I'd like Anya just to introduce herself and say what she does and then go on to tell her story in whatever way suits her. So over to you, Anya. Hello, Jean, and hello, everybody listening. So, yeah, I'm Anya, the self-love liberator, and I support women who are feeling a bit lost in their lives. They know they're playing small, they're lonely, isolated, and they want more out of life. They want to feel good about themselves, loving their life. They may not know what's going on or what's wrong. So, yeah, I support women who are feeling stuck and lonely, and unsure of their direction in life to help them feel better, to increase their self-love and self-care and be able to create the life they love. Wonderful, wonderful. And um, just again for our audience, roughly what, what are the kind of people, what, what are the people manifesting, the women manifesting when they come to you? What are the sort of things that they, um, they've got to deal with? So they may be feeling a bit worthless, they're unsure of themselves, a bit lost or stuck, isolated. They've spent all their life giving to everyone else and they're not sure who they are anymore and how to give to themselves because they've yes. just given out. But two words I associate with your work, which maybe for some reason you're holding back on, are shame and guilt. Do you... Yes. Is... So, yes, the shame. The shame that comes usually from childhood where something's happened and you've internalized it and you blamed yourself and thought that you're a bad person so you feel worthless and not good enough and it stops you in your tracks it stops you living your life and and there's always deep deep shame going on when i look at someone's childhood what was going on it could be a big trauma or it could be something small where you're laughed at at school or a teacher ridicules you or something and you you, you internalise it because that's what we do when we're children. So it's the shame that stops you in your tracks. And that's what I'm supporting women to free them from. Wonderful work. Uh, but I understand you've been doing it for some years. So I'd like you to tell our audience how you uh, how you came to it, but what went before for you uh, before you took up this work? OK, so... I'll start at 50, actually, although I will go back to my early years. But at at 50, I decided to leave my alcoholic husband. And the reason I I left him, apart from being the alcoholic, was that I realised I was part of the problem. I was the enabler. So I was putting him first and his needs and actually making it easy for him to drink. I had no sense of who I was, no sense of myself, my emotions. I was just there to take care of him. And during this divorce and after I went on a real deep dive into myself and healing myself and through learning tapping as well, EFT, and uh, having some sessions, I looked back at my own childhood and realized how invisible I felt as a child, how lost, how unloved I felt because of the parenting I received. And I had also had some sexual abuse that happened to me. And it was just all there stored inside my body. And I was frozen. My whole nervous system was dysregulated. 
And in fact, I only realized that about four years ago, that I was still in fight or flight. I was still frozen. It took me a long time to uncover all that with the different modalities I've learned. So, so it's been a long journey of exploring yeah. myself and healing the past. So going back to your earlier life, what were the symptoms, before you realise the, the deep sources and so forth, what were the symptoms that made you, uh, that, that you experienced? Because I, I guess some of our audience will be experiencing something similar and they may recognise it and that might stand, start them on a path. It's mm, a good question. So for me, I was very quiet. Um, I didn't express myself. I was very fearful. I felt inv quite invisible hiding whenever i try to do things in my life i I'd, I'd hold myself back so and i was the good i was the good one you know always trying to do my best but never really achieving very much mostly because i had such a dysregulated nervous system that it was hard for me to function yes and um, you know and i made bad decisions in love <laughs> because i had such low self-esteem you know, I didn't know myself. I wasn't even really in my body. If someone said to me, do you love yourself? I'd say, yes, of course I love myself, but it'd be in my head. I'd have no connection to my heart and my body. You know, of course we all love ourselves. But then I realized I didn't. Actually, mm -hmm. I had no idea who I was and I, I didn't like myself. I was feeling bad and, and unworthy and, you know, the shame. I, I had the shame big time, thinking there's something wrong with me. I was terrified of what people might say about me, of being judged. You know, I had all the classic people-pleasing attributes. And these are all things I've uncovered. And as I've uncovered them, I've been able to heal them. You know, four or five years ago, I wouldn't have been here talking to you. So it's something I've uncovered in my 50s and 60s. So it's never too late to heal. Yeah. Yeah. So to what extent was this, did this impinge upon your earlier life when you were married? Because I know you have children. You know, you must yes. have lived what appeared to be a normal life. Oh, those... yeah. The children were so healing and they're the love of my life and my, my grandchildren. And I know I did a good job with them. But I also know that I probably didn't meet all their needs emotionally because I was frozen myself. It was, you know, it, of course, it's going to have an effect. But I got all my life. I worked, so I, I looked like a, a happy, contented mother and a professional. I was a teacher. But inside I was hurting. And it was hard to express it. I think when you're I was probably quite depressed and it's hard to to let anyone know because of the shame. You kind of pretend, no, everything's fine. Yes, I'm happy. This is you know, it took me a long time to even admit that my my ex-husband wasn't wasn't a good husband that he was drinking because of the shame around that. Mm. Oh, it's only, yeah, after all that, I was able to think about my needs. I had no idea what my needs were, what I was even feeling some of the time, because it had all been suppressed through childhood. And a lot of us have that, oh, don't be silly, or no, stop those tears, and uh, you can't be angry, go away. You know, we're not allowed to have our emotions. And I know I'm not the only one in this. Uh, it happens to us all to a certain extent. Yes, yes, that's very revealing. And I, I didn't know you were a teacher, but I can imagine that that's, you know, that's being like an actress. You're on stage at nine o'clock every morning or whatever, and you have to yeah. deliver. So 
that's a real mask. And we all know that, that wearing a mask is very draining. Yeah. Yeah. And I was giving out to everyone all the time and, and there was nothing left for me. Yeah. When you're working, looking after your own children, working, there's, there's no time and space. And when you get to our age of 50, 50 plus, then you start to think, well, what are my roles? You know, who am I? Who do I want to be? Because that, we're not just doing all the things we've done for the last 33 decades, rather, 30 years. Yeah. And what, was there a particular incident or time where, where you started to think something's got to change? Uh, was there any particular precipitating moment? It, well, well the, the the memory that I started, I was on holiday with my children and my ex, and I middle of the night I got a download, and I said, "You're part of the problem. You need to start working on yourself with with the alcohol alcoholic husband." And that voice woke me up, and it was like, "Okay, I need to focus on me, and I need to find out what's what's." going on what's causing all these problems in my life you know i felt ill and tired i had all sorts of physical problems going on as well um and it's it's been a long journey of putting myself first of connect connecting back in my body yeah feeling embodied now i now am regulated and if you have a dysregulated nervous system you don't know what you're feeling. You just go on round and automatic or you freeze or you run away. And now I can feel an emotion. I can feel what's happening around me. It's such a joy because now I was always down feeling the shame, the guilt, feeling bad. Now I can feel joy. I can feel love. I'm just in myself. I don't need things outside. I can be happy. I could never thought that. I always thought there's something wrong with me. You know, what is it? I didn't know the answers. That's a very revealing phrase, which I've never heard before, a dis, uh, dysregulated nervous system. Because yes. I've heard many, many women saying, I feel I was out of my body or I disconnected and so But I've never input, heard it put like that, that your nervous system is disconnected, as you said, dysregulated. It, um, it's like you're waiting for that tiger. When you've had a lot of events that put yeah. you in fear and you have to be on alert, you're you stay there. You don't come back to regulate back to ground and, and feeling calm. Oh. And if you had lots and lots of these experiences, you're you're right up there on alert. Oh, is this safe? What's happening? I had no sense of safety in my body. Nowhere I was safe. That's very interesting. Very revealing too. And again, um, maybe some people in our audience will recognise that to some extent in themselves. But tell yeah. me, Anya, after you had that tree and that thing during the night, the download, as we call it, did what did you do then? What, 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 yes, what action did you take or how long did you take? Tell us what happened. Oh, well, I went to um, Al-Anon, first of all. Yeah. So I had support. That just tell, was... For those people who don't know what Al-Anon is, just tell us what, please. Alcohol. Al... It, well, it's for people so, who are affected by somebody's yes, drinking. Yes. It's very good, but not many people know about it unless they've been. No, there. and it was fantastic because good. it was focusing on me. They don't yeah. want to hear about, about the alcoholic and his drinking or her drinking or wherever it was that people came to. They want to hear about yourselves, and it's quite hard to suddenly open up when yeah. you're not used to it. 
and that's just taken me on a healing journey when I've I've studied modalities and healing modalities. I've been on lots and lots of different trainings, which I use with my clients, but I also used it for me as a personal journey of healing. Wonderful, wonderful. And can I ask how long ago was that approximately that you had that okay. download? Um, so I was, I think I was 49 and I'm yeah. now 66. So All right, okay, fine. So you've been working on on that yourself and with other people. I think you said for fifteen years you've been working in, in helping people. So yes. so one, but again, it's a journey, and that's the lesson that we have. Everything is a journey, and we look back, even quite short periods, and say, "I don't recognise me as I was then because yeah. you've moved on." Yeah. Um, Brian, thank you. It's been a very inspiring story you've told us, and and you've been open and frank about you. The, the contributing circumstances to it so i'm i'm very hopeful that um uh the people listening to this and certainly to me can give us hope for the future that there are things around that can be done uh, and people do not need to stay huddled in their little corner uh they can break out and i see you and the work you do in the time i've known you which is a couple of years blossoming i mean at times, I use that expression, you're like a tigress. When you get hold of somebody's problem and pulling it out, yeah. you're unstoppable. But we're running out of time now, so thank you very much indeed, and hope we'll talk together. And we'll put details of how people can contact you in with this recording. So, thank you so much, Jean, for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.